Hello and welcome to the Dad and Sons podcast, where I, George Weedman, have to deal with this grand tradition that has been made out of watching entirely movie-length presentations for game trailers every year in, in early to mid-July. I have with me Matt Visual and Liam Edwards, and this week is the grand E3 something-tacular, so uh, uh, I guess quick question to roll us off in. How did we consume the conferences this time did did you guys like like sit by the stream countdown timer and and like set aside everything or or have like a window open at work with the sound on mute and some friends on text or or did you do the the, the live snark thing where you get a group together get some beers and just start like talking shit in your own little chat room in real time as it's happening or or did you be lazy like me and like skip through everything the the next day a little bit of the last one and a little and a lot more of the second one which is just have it on the on the you know while i'm doing work have it on a little yeah. screen on the side because come on like most of it is fluff like i'm not gonna sit through madden and fifa <laughs> come on man. oh yeah yeah i forgot like i i entirely forgot e, ea were doing one like, I am I grateful forgot. that I just skipped the EA one, because holy, that was a lot of, uh, it reminds me of old Nickelodeon game shows for some reason, where there will be an awkwardly placed crowd that the camera will never really swoop over, and whenever the first, like, eight people of that crowd are in, like, a third of the frame, you'll hear an audience reaction noise, like, from a can, like, like stock applause for for a crowd and that- and that is annoying i don't want to hear that over and over again Woo! oh my yeah! god guys yeah! gamers you you uh, having to sit there and watch the the ea play live as it's happening does not make you a better gamer you, you don't have to do that kids i forgot it was even happening like i did like <laughs> what matt did which is mostly watch it at work because it was during the daytime here and obviously my job is associated with stuff like this um but i woke i woke up early for the microsoft one thinking that that was the first one and then i open twitter <laughs> oh, yeah. and it's like oh yeah ea announces blah 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 i'm like oh oh that's and, right and stadia was they before exist. that and I think Activision did its own special little announcement between the two just for the Destiny 2 news and uh, their their free-to-play scheme. Which completely shot all over the Stadia news a little bit. But, <laughs> oh, oh, well. Yeah, yeah, which is weird because the Stadia news has tentacles that that, that it is stuck into the the topics of the other presentations as well. Because as, as we get into it and go down the list of all these conferences, we'll see that Stadia keeps popping up. This is the thing. This is this is the, the scary, the brave, uh, the the let's the topic world it. we're going into. So let's do it. Let's do it. Let's start so it off. Wait, wait, wait. How yep. did we do it last year? I can't remember because there is a lot to fucking go through. Right? I can't remember how we did it last year. Was it like we just were like yay or nay? I, I think we did something like that. Uh, well, let's see. The dad says. Inaugural E3 Trainwreck Bonanza Spectacular from a year ago seems to have topicals broken up by by conferences. Yeah, even even one for the limited run conference. Okay, so yeah. we can, I guess we can r- rattle through 
doing a yay or nay and then highlight some of the ones that stood out particularly to each of us well i have to wonder like like what are we judging here the yay or the nay is it like fashion I, music interest, uh, costume design like interest uh, i guess in the topic or the stage or the game but this is a mm. lot to go through and like thankfully we're going through it now where i can actually get excited with good audio they're going to have a hard time competing with Microsoft, though, just saying right off the bat. That, they, they had pyrotechnics. Then again, no, no. Ubisoft had the orchestra. Like, we'll get, we'll get to what everybody knows about Microsoft. We'll get there. <laughs> we'll fucking get there. So shall we begin with Google Stadia? The, the Google Stadia sort of direct style uh, video presentation they did on Thursday was was the first of of the big e3 press conferences this year in which they have finally outlined pricing plans uh what the hardware is going to look like what their um game launch list looks like as well uh it's a little strange to me i uh i, I had a talk with liam about it shortly after it happened and i think uh public reception is quite a little leery on on stadia after after this how it has farming similar 19 i, 19. I well George. the thing is like when i see stuff like farming simulator and football manager on the google stadia list my brain is okay with this <laughs> like of all the games that they could be putting on there it's stuff like that that i think would be the best fit it's it's doom um <laughs> all the new titles every, are on there. every slow turn-based game ever made just yeah sticking on the stadia Absolutely. It would be great, actually. And it's weird that there isn't more, in my opinion, at least, there isn't more slow turn-based stuff. Like, they could have uh, had had XCOM on here, too. Where's where, I'm where's sure it will come, game? but it's not what's going to sell it, is it, unfortunately? I mean, they got Baldur's Gate 3, so which was also a really cool announcement. Which I could picture, too. You can you can pause Baldur's Gate and think for all the time in the world that you want to think when when playing Baldur's Gate. Yeah, for any latency you're having, you know, you can just wait for the latency and think about your move then. On the other hand, Thumper, how what the hell are you going to do in Thumper if if you get a lag? You can pause and wait for it to go, but you probably already already got messed up by it by the time that happens. And that's what I think kind of points to to that lack of business sense like it's the same sort of vibe from gdc where we all know they have the technology i i am at least like i am of i am critical of streaming games but i think i'm less critical than a lot of others because i have played turn-based strategy games across multiple devices before and realized there is something there there is value to be had from from crossing over some games of some genres but Google doesn't seem to be aware that it's oftentimes more a genre game design thing than it is a technology horsepower uh, uh, sort of thing. And that's where, where the launch lineup seems to me like it's kind of going all over the place in both directions. The pricing scheme is better than I thought it would be. A $10 a month subscription is better than what I thought would be a $15 a month subscription, but they don't specify how much of the launch lineup comes with that $10. And... Uh, the other option is a huge leap up from that. It's $130 for a controller and a Chromecast and, and some Founders Edition privileges, which aren't exactly enticing. Uh, I mean, you can buy the, what, the Xbox Elite Pro controller thing for like $160, and I would never pay that much money yeah. for a controller. I don't know why I would pay $129 
the, a Chromecast and a controller either. This is supposed to be a service that's designed to replace that large upfront, uh, 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 big hundred something dollar purchase that, that customers would do for a console. The idea of demoing a lineup of games for $10 a month, picking one out of that pile that I like, and then paying full price for that one, then canceling my subscription, sounds like a great way to get me, a hardcore, jaded, cynical gamer, to spend $70 on the game industry rather than $60. And that's that's that that would be a cool scenario, but without a further details on what the monthly subscription buys, I don't know if I can picture that kind of scenario yet. So I'm still I'm still a little little iffy on Stadia. I'm 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 pretty darn iffy on there being exclusives for the things that might be unable to be historically preserved in the long term. But in the sh in the short term, I'd like to see them talk about streaming as a supplementary accessory service to to play slow games with more than an expensive premium service to pay play well, really fast. out of the three of us matt is the one who probably has the best internet and also usually red stuff a lot so like mm. if if the stadia service is gonna have like you know the sort of on live demos and stuff like that where people can try games pretty quickly and it works pretty well it's probably aimed towards people like matt like Matt, does this have any? Hell yeah, I'm gonna try this. Ten dollars? It's ten dollars to try something? Yeah, it, yeah. yeah it's a, I'm gonna try it. I mean, li listen. Of course, lately Google Maps hasn't been working properly. All right, we can all agree. <laughs> but I, I mean, if they're putting titles on here, new titles, they have to have shown their cards. Like, yo, listen, this works. And if it comes out and it nails it, then we're all good. But if they flop... Well, they're showing intention, aren't they? Like, paying for, like, Baldur's Gate 3 and stuff like that. They're showing intention for, like, stuff. Baldur's Gate, I think, is a good match. Like, that at least is not easy for me to just question myself and be like, what? Also, can we say, like, fuck yeah, Baldur's Gate 3? Yes, fuck by, yes, by Baldur's Larian. Gate 3. The rumors, the, the speculations were, were true. The teasing was on the point. Baldur's Gate 3 is happening by Larian Studios. The best company to handle it are the ones handling it. Like, Larian Studios is the perfect match. Literally better than getting modern Bioware or modern Black Isle <laughs> to do it. So, it's pretty good hands, I think. But... But yeah, Stadia. I, I I have a I I want to believe in it. My hopes are not high. I feel like it's a fine idea that just I I'd feel more comfortable with under a different company. But I don't know what because you gotta be a big evil company to get this thing working in the first place. Well, I'm biased and have a stake in the in the race, a horse in the race, shall we say? Uh, so everybody mm. should buy it. Go. Yeah. <laughs> Do we'll buy it. <laughs> uh, 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 full... as, spend ten dollars. Like, ten dollars is easy to throw around. One hundred thirty dollars is not. Kids. Well, I don't, I don't know about that. Oh, fuck. Don't I, spend one hundred thirty dollars. Yeah, I, you don't need to. Don't so do why that. Spend it? You literally can make okay. sure it works first. You can have a USB <laughs> controller. It's fine. 
The dynamic that, that I see going on here is that $10 is so small that it might as well be a demo, except the selection... But you don't even need the $10. The $10 is so you can have, like, the 4K resolution streaming and then access to some games for free, I guess. But you can still just purchase games through Stadia for free it's, without it's... having to have a membership. It's the access to some games that would sell me over. And wait a second, what, what, what was that you just said? Yeah, you're talking about Stadia Pro. Stadia Pro is $10 a month for the access to have the 4K streaming and the uh, the Dolby surround sound audio and some games, I think, eventually. That's but nuts. you can you can use this Stadia service, which is like Stadia Basic or something, and you can just buy games through Stadia and play them oh, anyway. Oh, oh, buy. I thought, I thought you meant there was like an actual free option. No. I imagine they uh, will do at times, like Epic have done, like where they give yes. you a free game to entice you. I imagine Stadia will be like, hey, everybody gets Assassin's Creed, Odyssey, if you sign up for uh, like for a Stadia membership now, like a basic membership, just like make an account. And then once you play that for free and you're like, oh, this actually works pretty well. It will end, it will be like the <laughs> test. That's what you sound like too. Like that's that's how it works. Yeah, exactly. But that's the thing is it, it would be a good idea for them to do that because then people can test their internet connection and how it works. Whereas asking people to commit to buy something before being able to test, like if it actually does work, is probably not the best idea. Yeah, yeah. There's 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 a lot to worry about with 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 streaming games, but the absolutely positively best aspect to it, and you also saw this with OnLive as far back as 2011, is how cheap it can make them. Like OnLive had one dollar sales for for OnLive versions of games every now and then, and they gave you two hours of just free play time. Like they weren't. They didn't lock the games off and in demo areas. You you had the whole game, which in in practice meant like the first few tutorial levels. But in more enough cases, two hours was more than enough to tell if it worked on your uh, internet connection and on your uh, on your on your device hardware. And that's uh, the the stuff I'd like to see Google embrace too is is demo options and and like like cost cutting strategies. Yeah, we'll see how they reel out i guess the reaction right now is completely brand new so we'll see i i am suspicious i i i i, I we know I, i'm i'm hopeful but i am more suspicious than i am speaking hopeful. of suspicions <laughs> yeah any 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 more suspicions we want to air out before moving on to uh the uh, the art the 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 artistic one no the the, oh, the entertainments God. and the arts the the electronic arts that is oh. <laughs> stop calling them um, electronic so yeah that was electronic a, arts had had its ea play <laughs> electronic well I, that's what okay do they actually take electronic arts out of their official naming scheme is it just ea now these days i don't think so but they they don't turn off and be like, "Welcome to the Electronic Arts 2019." <laughs> uh, they had an opportunity to showcase some, some electronic art and ended up kind of Oof. showcasing updates for their existing. The, 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 the territory they covered was very charted. It was basically like some some regular yearly roster updates for EA FIFA. Uh, Battlefield 5's getting two new maps. Uh, the Sims 4's getting an island living expansion where you can. Hey, like, that's that's good for you. You can put you can finally put me and Matt on an island mm. and and see who survives. <laughs> All I care is by about Fallen Order. That's it. 
Okay, yeah, they had, space they had a Uncharted. demo. It's Space Uncharted. Oh my god, do you guys want to hate me even more? Because guess what was going through my head when I was watching it? What? Okay. Oh, it's Space Dark Souls. What? It, it, to oh, be honest, oh, yeah. it, yeah. it doesn't look like a game I would want to play. It but looks... because it's Star Wars, I'm playing it. That's the only reason. Because it, it just doesn't... It looks kind of looks kind of boring. I, I uh, could see that. It looks weirdly like Bloodborne as a Star Wars game in the way that you have to be like aggressive and stuff. Like A lot of mm-hmm. it's aggressive. And you're watching the gameplay demo and you're like, this dude is fucking up a lot. Yeah, yeah. Like, whoever's and playing you, you it right now that is like too. either it's... purposely messing up to it show is. that you're not like a super overpowered Jedi, which I can imagine is actually how the game plays. Uh, and there was a lot of that because it had that lock on targeting similar to Dark Souls and Bloodborne. Yep. So, and also like like real dramatic ragdolling too. Whenever the stormtroopers die, they they do a little cool dance though. a bit and then gracefully flop down. And they had a very visible like post processing like texture of like a lightsaber cut <laughs> added to their body. Yeah, and it has it has a kind of Dark Soulsy look, like a lot of post processing, a lot of motion blur, and and the camera work is similar. I was expecting more of a callback to the old Jedi Knight games than I was the the like new wave of, of from software style. And that it's was kind of just little... like forced unleashed but better, maybe. Oh, yeah, which Force Unleashed better. did not play like Jedi Knight at all. I mean, when I was growing up, the Jedi Knight games are some of my childhood favorites. So when they announced that the game had Jedi in the name, my that's that's where my expectations went and this isn't that but the more i watched it the more i was like pretty on board with what they're doing anyway which still sounds to me like a cool way of capturing the star wars fantasy like you would expect when when going through through your jedi training that you would screw up and it would be hard and it would be about mastering a a, a weird flow of of time that that would uh require some some dexterity and and cerebral strategy from the player that would make you feel like a cool dude as you become a jedi i i think i get it i'm 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 down for this even though it's not what i was expecting i'm down for it it looks looks like a fun time regardless yeah it it looks fine it seems like matt's the most excited for it yeah yeah (laughs) it's because it's jedi i have to i have to the thing is as soon as I saw his lightsaber go through a stormtrooper and it didn't cut him in half, I was already like disappointed. Oh. <laughs> and everything else in the demo just did not matter PG. to me. So yeah, it just did not matter to me. Isn't after it that. also a little weird? I don't know about you, but obviously we're in this uncanny valley now. We'll get to him in a little bit. The uncanny valley of adding actors into shit, right? Oh and yeah, like, it keeps happening. And like when you just see like Forrest Whitaker like land on top of like the walker you're on you're like oh fuck that's forrest whitaker this uh mm-hmm. this seems to be like a new look for a new generation a lot of photogrammetry i i'll talk about it more next week but for small talk i'm, I'm playing through dmc5 and it feels like the first time where practical effects feel like they're visible in a video game like you can see the plastic metallic textures to to their costumes and their props in a way that you couldn't before and it I'm I'm seeing a lot of uh, what what must be similar technology in in the Star Wars demo, and it looks cool as as, as heck. Someone Everyone's... finally using that frostbite engine for some good. 
Everyone's faces look like uh, they're nicely nestled, not... It looks like they're nicely nestled just outside of the Uncanny Valley. You, you uh, know, they don't know. look like toys, they don't look like video game characters, they don't look like real people, they look like their own kind of... Kind of, they still have that weird, like, softness to them, where it's not quite real, but you know it's like a real person, and you're like, mm. so their face looks a little like plasticine. You're like, eh. I just feel like they'd have more to lose if they went all the way out of the plastic uh, territory. Like, like at that point, they'd look like well, no, just make original characters living. instead of, like, taking photogrammetry of people's faces like uh, uncharted uh, nathan drake looks like a real human being but he's not nolan north you know he's still a character a designed character yeah the thing is like when you're using stars more stars will come if their face can be there like you know who that person true is. that's true you know? but we've yet to see that a game really something. where that makes a difference I feel like um, Death yeah. Stranding looks like it's getting there. Like, remember when yeah. we were a kid and celebrity appearances were like Bruce Willops and Apocalypse, and it was like someone trying to sound like them on 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 a voice actor impression and a character model that, of course, would look nothing like them, except maybe unless they got a uh, like photograph of their face that they would just stamp down onto the the the, the two poly count model. This is this is different this is a very very different feel of like seeing real actors in a game do you think mads mickelson would not and did not enjoy seeing his face in the game <laughs> do you think true do you think true but like, also i would not play it unless I, I if i knew it was mads mickelson and it wasn't mads mickelson's face then yeah i probably wouldn't play it i gotta see that sexy mads face yeah i mean jeez. <laughs> Yeah, it, um, definitely, I think more big actors. Because a lot of... Um, I remember hearing Corey from Borog from God of War talk about actors not wanting to do video games because it's like, I don't know, like considered like a bad thing in Hollywood. It might like mess up your career. So I think that might kind of bridge the gap a little bit, especially if the game is big. I don't know. Am I, yeah. am I wrong here? De definitely a different different dynamic than than back in the 90s where, where yeah. video games You're were just a quick a voice. and easy buck for for any actor to make on the side it's yeah i mean that's extra money yum so, yum yum so Certainly yeah. extra money we we, we we have an electronic art that was showcased by electronic arts whereas uh uh soulless giant mega corporate company like microsoft had a lot more electronic arts to show off yeah, this was like the first uh, announcement where it felt like E3 was happening, was when, when Microsoft yeah. put on their show. I mean, between them and Bethesda, they're the only ones left, I guess. God, <laughs> Dude, Bethesda everything will be videos. And everybody okay. forgets who did it first. So. <laughs> who did it first, George? Who did it first? Uh, uh, Microsoft versus Bethesda this year? No, no, who, who did the video Nintendo. E3s first? <laughs> Oh, oh, it was, it was, it would have been Nintendo, wouldn't it? It was not Nintendo. It was Konami. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, my God. It was Konami in, like, 2010, when, after the disastrous year of, like, 99 nights, like, one million battles. Takfuji, That's the last I remember of Konami the stage, having an E3 presence. The year after, they <laughs> did an E3 video conference. 
that had stuff like uh, Never Dead. But like that was a video conference, like before Nintendo Direct and everything. Konami paving the way, man. Konami paving blazing the, the trails. <laughs> blazing those trails. It's truly I... Konami's world, and we just live in it. I want to know how you feel about Minecraft Dungeons because the reception is fine. Yeah. But okay. I don't get it. I don't get it why it is. <laughs> you want like a Minecraft man. And you, it's it's, you it's to people. get those kids into Diablo. Mm-hmm. I, also, Minecraft yeah. does kind of have an element of dungeon crawling to it that makes sense. It's, it does seemly with like a next progression like it does feel like quite a natural thing to have happened like pieing up to go through dungeons together like you already do but in a more video gamey way when when thinking back on my days playing minecraft my mind categorizes all those those hours into two experiences and that's either crawling around a dungeon looking for materials or building stuff with said materials with on the surface. In both cases, they're friends there. It's a co-op game. So making a dungeon crawler out of it seems like it makes it makes more sense to me than Minecraft story mode. I might give it a try if it's good. You know, that's mm. that's definitely not a game I would play by myself. That's not a game of the experience. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, oh, look at these Minecraft guys walking around. You know, you just do a little bit of something to drink, probably. <laughs> I, I was, however, thinking of you when they were rolling the trailers for Ori and the Will-O-Wisp. Oh my god. Or you know what I played this week? Or <laughs> it all works out, doesn't it? Yeah. Um yes, I'm I still I'm... haven't played Ori, but I will admit that trailer was fantastic. They got they got the money this time. Like they I feel like the animation budget is even more mm -hmm. impressive it's than sick. the previous ones. Like it's ridiculous what the 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 amount of of what looks like hand-drawn motion is is in some of these shots oh my god um ori and <laughs> hollow knight all right those two coming out that's those are G guys if you've never played these games go play them they're a dollar thanks for, um thanks to xbox game pass for pc which is also a fantastic fucking announcement yep it's yep. I'm oh, trying it actually. Da, 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 da. <laughs> it works. It works. Just like, and it's five five dollars after that. Right now, I don't know if they're having a sale because it's, it's MSRP is a uh, ten dollars, and what so what it's games, weird. What games do you get with it? Uh, about a hundred games. You get Void Fucking Bastards, hell. the, the game that you're yeah, Void Bastards, the game that you were talking <gasps> about. Have you tried it yet? No, I have it. I de I'm downloading it. And it's actually a tab the, right now. That's why I the, knew it was there. Everything has a PC version, right? Um, or not everything. No, but no, because Quantum Break should be on here, but it's not. It's on the Xbox version, but it's not on this one. I'm guessing okay. they want to wait. Like Moonlighter, yeah, which I'm going to be playing now. They got yeah, well, Guacamelee. That's, that's, that's okay. That's okay. Even without the console, okay. though, like it's a pretty tempting offer because of just how big the focus oh is on multiplayer. You can get it for one dollar for your introductionary month right now. One dollar. One dollar. All right. I, I'll I'll go over some highlights. All right. Uh, so you know, Moonlighter, which I I agree, Liam, at the first I guess impression, but I actually got into it. It's actually not bad. Um, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I'll I'll see when I get through it. Um. Uh, Guacamelee 2, 
If you haven't played the Guacamole games, play them. Uh, sea of Thieves, uh, Forza. Anyone likes Forza? All the Gears of War, including <laughs> the new one. Uh, Stay at the K if you like that arc. Um, crack, crack down. <laughs> or in the Blind Forest. <laughs> you got the Halo Wars, one and two. Any games that you guys are standing out for you guys? No, no. Football Manager, George? I, I, I'm, I, I might be in it for the Ori games. Oh, wait. Oh, is Halo... When when is Halo Reach coming? Oh, I it did the the completion. What, what do you call it? The, the Halo the pack PC version. The complete pack is on there. The Master Chief Collection. Master Chief okay. Collection. That that's on there. And all the Halo games are on there, and all the Gears Wait, of War, all the big time on the like PC that. on the PC already. I it wasn't. Yeah. H- hold Wait, up, what? hold up. I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up. Oh, wait a minute. I, Maybe I, I, I might have been looking at the Xbox one. Yeah, Steam, Steam doesn't have a specific date for the PC version. It just says coming Yeah, because when, when Reach comes to PC, I will definitely be trying it then. But, so I but can that's, play a Reach that, multiplayer again. That's an E3 announcement. Uh, yeah. Halo Reach coming to PC. So, the, the Halo MCC yes. coming to PC. So, so all that cease and desisting that I was putting up with uh, just under a year ago when I was playing El Dorito is is coming to some sort of fruition they, they are doing it for real well i i will play reach multiplayer online and get my ass kicked just to relive those old days i loved playing that I, um you one and two <laughs> uh let's see Spe- speaking yeah. of things matt some oh. two gears of war five is, is um, announced i i wanna i mean I always play the at least uh, the initial launch week or two, so I'll be looking for people to play with. I'm, I'm going to play with some dad or sons and or sons on that one because I want to play. Uh, what is it? Um, the the gameplay they showed they showed some horde mode like escape escape yeah escape. I want to play that. That that sounds like fun. Any any co op mode. There's not enough of them so. I always tend to gravitate towards co-op games like that. And they seem to be going ham on a ton of those modes. So I am going to play that. And uh, the, the George R. R. Martin rumors as well oh, came to fruition with, with Elden Ring. Elden Ring. Did you guys, did you guys get anything out of that teaser, though? That's just yeah. a teaser. Yeah. It was the same... It- it was the same as like the original Dark Souls teaser, and it was more than Sekiro's teaser. Sekiro's teaser from last year was just like that eight-second clip of like the the prosthetic bone like tightening. It was and, like a whole. It was like a whole cutscene. Then I, I I I I don't know. Like this is this was it was a guy in an armor leaning over a pedestal with like magic wispy lines floating around, and then it, what? It had cool ass things in giant pieces of armor like like that had arms detached that like magnetically stuck together and, and like what does that tell you about the game though well uh if you watch like vati video's thing he's already sort of figured it out <laughs> Gosh, <laughs> he's figured man. out if, if he figured out almost certainly what part of norse mythology it comes from which fair play to that guy yeah that guy. <laughs> But like the, just a video that, out of nothing one, and just talk one, with his voice and he'll be good to go. Yeah. That one scene of like that person like gifting the arm with their arm inside of the arm with all the arms clinging <laughs> onto him. It's uh-huh. a fucking cool imagery. I, but I, 
See, I, I, I guess all I, all I want to say is that this is the sort of teaser where I would have rather kept my expectations vague and my mind clean and just, like, waited until the first real trailer. Oh, my God. So, there's no pleasing some people. It was a teaser. It was just a it's teaser. Just because that's what Sekiro's was last year. So? Oh, man. George, uh, hard to please. Hard to please. Oof. But they're not even selling it. They're not losing anything by me, like, like not watching it. It's 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 more about like what more would you want out and like Dark Souls and the Soul series, as you know, have never exactly been giving away information freely. I mean, Which makes this even weirder. It sets up like the world. It's like the the world runs on like this ring. Kind of it had took seems like a lot of inspiration for like maybe the wheel of time. You know, like the breaking of the world on its Thing and like these this it's for hype looks... george it's not yeah, it's not exactly. for people like 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 for me or you <laughs> i don't care to watch these things either i just Sekiro's don't care that they exist didn't, didn't, yeah, yeah. Sekiro's original one didn't hype me at all but i elden ring like you know the the imagery of like the the female knight with like an arm that she's stuck on in this like blazing sunset looked cool to me like I, it just strikes me as squeezing as many advertising prospects as they can out of how far not along projects are. Teasers are just like the logo or a piece of character design floating this was like above a, a black screen. Teaser trailer that had like voiceover and everything. This was not Sekiro's eight second fucking tightening of the prosthetic, I don't watch which this I would stuff agree for with. That if reason you... is because there's usually nothing to it. Oh my god. <laughs> All right. So, what about Keanu Reeves? We got um, we got other teasers. Yeah, a more substantial trailer for for Cyberpunk that <laughs> Not really though. <laughs> not really. <laughs> there was like, no gameplay. Did, Why? Did, Why did, did anybody did like did anybody remember what happened in the trailer after it, Keanu came out? No, no I don't. Jumping in a car, <laughs> there was a gunfight and like the protagonist for some reason now seemed like a, an actual character like that. Oh it, yeah, it you're weird. right. It, like yeah. it changed from like it being like your character to like they were setting it up to be like a character, a named character in a game, and that's how I, the world acted. I didn't know. It's I don't know if weird. I like that to be honest, but I'm whatever. I'm still gonna play it. Yeah, the way the character was like jumping in the car and being like, "Whoa, we're gonna get paid! Fuck I yeah, woo!" Yeah. And it's like, "Oh, well, okay, weird." Yeah, I I thought this was just a guy who was gonna get killed off and. It's our character. I'm like, no, no. <laughs> so, so how, how how do you feel about them utilizing Keanu for for the stage presentation? It was smart uh, as hell. It was. It was smart. I fell off my best. chair. Really? I was like, oh my god. <laughs> I literally, I like, I've never been so excited for something. Well, like, no, so so um, I've never been surprised like yeah, that in a like, while yeah. in years i would I, say like, i don't know oh, like that I, is literally keanu like that is actually keanu i, keanu I saw fucking it, reeves i saw like, it the next day so i i kind of got to go into it knowing what was gonna happen and and yeah it was fun and, and oh, he's man. just like in the moment you just you're just like no and it's super weird, right? Because he's trying like, his hardest to be as exciting as 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 he can possibly be about Isn't this game. It? It's coming out. You're beautiful. 
Bye. You're breathtaking. You're all breathtaking. You're all breathtaking. That. Although I just want to take this brief moment to say to everyone who's listening, you are breathtaking. <laughs> yes, actually. Thank you for listening. Two minutes. Two minutes of Keanu. Isn't it super weird, right? That the reaction to Keanu Reeves, who currently we're in the year of Keanu. For sure. <laughs> we're definitely in the year of Keanu. But isn't it weird that like video games is the most profitable media out like industry in the world. Uh, but if you if it was like an announcement for a movie, you'd be like, oh yeah, Keanu Reeves turned up. But like at the biggest trade show for the most profitable industry in the world, and Keanu Reeves turns up, and everyone's like, "Oh my God, he's here! He's with us! He's 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 a nerd too!" Like it's, it's super <laughs> I don't know if he's weird. a nerd. Yeah, it's just super but weird that people. He is a cool like, guy. I mean, from what I yeah, see. Yeah, but it, anyway. I just find it weird that at the biggest trade show for the most profitable media in the world, it, it, everybody, we still haven't got over like video games being like the the main thing right like the one of the biggest things in the world that like when keanu reeves turns up you're like oh my god keanu celebrity like like, have happened before i i want i want to people like oh who cares b star you know like guy coming out and doing whatever like all right think of like tom cruise coming out it's not gonna be the same it's just keanu reeves has a a certain atmosphere about him Okay, and when he comes yeah. out, he does. Yeah, and again, he shows his face. Like, imagine him <laughs> with some generic ass face. I mean, I've, I've got like two hours of, of Asia Tyler doing Ubisoft conferences burned into my brain from hey, editing it. And, oh, Asia Tyler was all right. Like, I, she did her job. Primarily, the big difference I see here is that this is not an awkward E3 celebrity appearance. No. It uh, was... No. Keanu, Keanu killed it. Yeah, he killed it. Like he, literally, he was like he cyberpunk. Come, <laughs> he didn't come on and he was like, "I'm so excited to be a part of this brand new project from CD Projekt Red, the creators of The Witcher. You're gonna, you're gonna take place in this amazing world that has all these amazing graphics." Like, oh. he's like, "No, fucking cyberpunk. It's coming out here. Check this out, breathtaking motherfuckers." <laughs> it's so good. It's it's good. It's good. Um, yeah, they did a good job with that one. Because no one cared about anything else. That Wait, the main no. character was a... You play an asshole or anything like that. You guys didn't care about Microsoft motherfucking flight-ass simulating simulator? Oh, we were talking about that a couple episodes ago. Now, a person I'm... who asked the question, you have a flight simulator. Dude, guys, guess what actually you happened? You pre-ordered it. That yeah. guy sent us an email after the announcement. Yes! Oh, three! <laughs> oh, Saying, oh my Fair god, play. there is a, oh, a big expensive awesome. flight simulator announced at E3. Okay, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm so happy I'm, for him, actually. Because <laughs> that, that would be the world to me, because there's nothing out there. <laughs> it's, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, yeah, if, if we end up dwelling on something that's, that's way more niche than usual. But I am very intrigued by... What looks like very photogrammetrically scanned, realistic ass looking, uh, uh, tactile yeah. feeling, textured uh, scans of cities and landmarks. The, the plane flies past the pyramids of Giza, and I'm just wondering how much is actually there. How much planet Earth did they scan yeah, in? Yeah, yeah. So that's my thing. I'm like, okay, I'm not gonna play this at all because it's just <laughs> not my bag. But man. How are they generating the data for these worlds and then right. 
like is this like how google earth works in vr kind of thing where it just like registers the data from maps and stuff and then creates like shitty 3d renders of it because it doesn't look like, like it. It looks real. It, that, it looks real that good. That looks that looks insane. And and I guess insane. The, the camera just didn't pan hard enough for you to see the like paper city street with the blurry like like and texture will, plastered on on middleware buildings. It it showed the good stuff. And it will work on an Xbox. Ah, you're right. I you know, I just automatically thought pc for some reason yeah with the hotas the hot ass setup yeah i mean it was the microsoft xbox conference (laughs) yeah you you don't am i too elitist you you can't play a whole you can't play without a hotas like that would be weird (laughs) i'm pretty sure there's like a a setup but not for a keyboard and mouse but i don't think for a hotas yeah i mean a keyboard and mouse isn't exactly flying a plane either yeah if, if I was 12 years old watching this, I'd probably be happy enough to have it on, on the, the Xbox my parents bought. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, there, VR. there is more, there is more Microsoft stuff. Um, oh, and that's, come on. That's, that's <laughs> a slight tease at a next-gen console. They're calling Project Scarlet. Which uh, was the most... Like, you think they would have learned... Like, the Xbox One's like announcement was literally the worst console announcement <laughs> of all time right so what they did this time they were like as phil spencer said it like we learned like you want just something about gaming so they talked about their new console in the most boring way where the only thing they kept highlighting was loading screens hey hey guys remember when you're like playing an rpg and you have to go through a door and then you're just like loading and shit like ah would it be great if we just stuck an ssd in there and got rid of that i personally can't wait for the ssd like oh my god it was the most like cringeworthy announcement for a new console what what about a guaranteed uh killer app launch title for that new console halo infinite when are they gonna take off his helmet like, am I the only one who thinks that? <laughs> I thought the guy was... I thought it was going to be revealed that that guy was him. And I was like, oh, I, that I, would yeah, be interesting. I was and then getting when a little, he, little Like, that. at this point, is, like, is, is Master Chief just a robot? Like, is he a no, robot? No, he's not. He's not. I was he's he's got to be like, a fucking robot at this point. Uh, no, 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 uh, he's not. Uh, you, oh, okay, I read the book. I read some of the... Well, one of the books. Yeah, I, I right, know that, he's not an, a robot, but, like... Right now, he's going to be more like robot than man, right? He wakes up and he's like, yeah, like, You're oh, like, like it's nah, time dude. to, oh, it's time, it's time, <laughs> That's what the guy it's says. time to take off the helmet. Like, I don't like, okay, make make him whatever you want to make him, okay, generic white man, whatever it takes to take <laughs> off the helmet. What if the helmet's like grafted into his skin at this point? Yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. How yeah. do you take a piss? When does he you take a see? piss? When does he take a shower? Does it smell under there? Does he have rashes? There's a tube, a flap. He's definitely not got a dick. Oh my like, god! Like all, all of the, you know, all he, has, he doesn't have needs. All he cares about is war and winning. He loves an AI that he can't have sex with. So uh, I mean, it would make sense. Oh my god! So yeah, the teaser. I hate to like bring back shit talking teasers again. Matt, but we wait, got, wait, like, wait, wait, nothing. Matt, Matt, yeah. Yeah. How much would you lose your mind, right? Mm-hmm. Forgetting Keanu Reeves' pan, but how much would you lose your mind if, like, <laughs> they took his helmet off? 
Scary. And it was Terry Crews the whole time. No! <laughs> and you hear white chicks playing in the background. No. No, no, no. no. I, no, no. I don't want to see any crack, Vanessa Carlson memes. Down, a thousand miles. I don't want to see any memes. Terry like Crews. No, I don't think that's a good match at all. Like, not even a little bit. <laughs> it has to be some... Yeah, he has to be older, right? I don't. I think they do age. Terry Crews is like fifty-five, right? No, but he doesn't. Master Chief doesn't sound. I need to hear that Master Chief voice, you know. And it would not be coming from Terry Crews, unless, unless there's like some voice like changer in his helmet. <laughs> and when he takes <laughs> off his helmet, he's like, "Woo!" <laughs> <laughs> All that tea bagging I was doing for years. <laughs> Oh my God! Woo! So yeah, I I hate to to talk shit about teasers, but again, it seemed like there was not a very good picture of what uh, the game of Halo Infinite is gonna look like from the. It's it's just a generic. It's most generic thing ever. (laughs) It's almost as pointless as that Resident Evil trailer. Where they're like, I wonder where you want to play, like from Nintendo Direct. <laughs> and then he yeah. goes into a freaking haunted house and plays it. But that's it. That was the point. They're just releasing the trailer. It was nothing like an escape room. Nothing. It was just, it was pointless. It's weird, right? Because on the one hand, I feel like it, it's weird. It's it, it, like you have to get a vertical slice out eventually, right? But you have to drive hype before you get to that vertical slice. So nobody's going to be interested. And... Like, the Halo Infinite one, I obviously, it would be hypocritical of me to say it was bad because the Elden Ring one I thought was good. And I understand that this one seemed very generic, but it is like that setting up the world kind of thing, like the aftermath of what has come before it kind of thing. Oh, that it is Master Chief playing uh, in the game and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you're not that guy. Like, it went on for like six minutes long. That guy looks more fun. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that guy looks more fun than Master Chief. I want to play as that guy. Yeah. I want to know how that guy grew a beard. Well, he, he has took that story. hologram to spin round once. Remember his family and him like being like, "Oh, hope I see my family again." Yeah, I yeah. I don't know. He had power, but what his his uh, little aircraft wasn't working. Is that what it was? I have no idea. No, I no fucking idea. That guy has more of a story. Cause like, I, like that's the real question there. Where I was just like, wait, yeah. how is he saved? That doesn't make any sense. That's what that's what us the fans want to know. We want that guy. We want that guy. That guy. We Let's want create a petition. That guy. So but, let's create a petition. Bethesda. Let's go to Bethesda. Oh, Fallout seventy six. Yeah, boring. Okay. Fallout seventy six game battle royale mode. Can we can we just briefly Pass. touch upon how ballsy it is for Bethesda to lead with Fallout seventy six and be like, oh hey yeah, we fucked up, but we're gonna put we're gonna put NPCs in it, man, like it's a normal Fallout, <laughs> and it, it'll oh, be good. That's sad. Poor Tom. Poor he used babies. to be the greatest guy, and then now he's just. <laughs> thanks to thanks to the the seventeen people still playing it. Woo. I don't know. I'm pretty sure more people play it because, you know, everyone doesn't. They they get their enjoyment out of something. Everyone plays like everyone has like a secret shit game. They yeah play. yeah. There, there's there's always the the super hardcore fans of whatever weird obscure yeah. shit you can find. 
Yeah, I mean, shoot, I played jacks. Sacred 2 for a bit <laughs> and two worlds, okay? On Xbox Live, <laughs> there was like a handful of people. It was so handful that everyone knew each other. <laughs> That's how the community was. There's always the Shrek Super Slam fighting game community that has their <laughs> tournaments with their crumpet canceling rules. <laughs> You got those. You're gonna Missed have those lovely days. people who are gonna be playing like the Gears Funko Pop. Oh yeah, we taking that seriously. That was part of the Microsoft show, wasn't it? The I Funko yeah, Pop not, Gears. Let's not touch that hot potato. Holy <laughs> shit! They they keep showing it. I keep don't know what it is, and I just I just move okay. on with my life every yeah, time. Yeah, goddamn it! We're we're supposed to be in the Bethesda show, and we can't. Okay. There's things to talk about here, though. Some fun stuff happened. Well, go Ghostwire. Ghostwire is good. We can skip all the rest of this junk. Yeah, no, we'll we'll get we'll get to Nakamura San. We'll get to Nakamura-san in a minute. What, what else to talk about? Uh, Elder Scrolls Blades coming to Switch, guys. Yeah, that's not what. Uh, Lock up your daughters. Referencing. <laughs> Commander Keen is coming back. Everyone also requested not what I it. W- w- Wolfenstein? No. It well, doesn't look it? bad. Youngblood looks fun. Deathloop. Death yeah, Deathloop. Okay, I missed this one. Hold on. That looks fun. So, uh, Deathloop is going to be a 4v4 multiplayer beat-em-up by Ninja Theory, developers of... Wait, wait, what are you talking about? No, it's not. Wait, wait, yeah, no, sorry, I was was thinking of (laughs) of Ninja Theory's Bleeding Edge. (laughs) You're talking about Bleeding Edge, which we didn't talk about in the Microsoft conference, because it's Overwatch. Deathloop is is Arcane Studios' Assassin v. Assassin uh, time travel action game. Yeah, with, it's uh, like it's like it's like Groundhog Day, but with assassins. I I haven't seen a uh, hands-on gameplay demo, but the the premise sounds cool. Do we the know the premise if it's sounds cool? First the or name third is person. Cool. The name is great. Deathloop. Deathloop. I like the idea that you get to choose an assassin, whether you want to keep the loop going like the girl, or you want to break the loop like the guy. Interesting. Oh. Um, before we move on to the next one, I I think we missed something. I it, was this in the Xbox one? Tw- Twelve minutes. Oh, oh yeah, wait. It, it wasn't on the outline. I was like, wait a minute. What's no, no, no. Minutes? I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I think that <laughs> yeah. was uh, Microsoft. That's that's a that's a need for me. I need that game. I need it okay. in my life. Speaking okay, of death yeah, loops, let's, yeah, yeah. For some reason, loop. for some reason, it didn't end up on the outline. But I'm, I'm, I'm digging it. I, I saw that trailer, and it reminded me of that that weird procedural conversation generating game where you you talk to the angry couple, mm, and it goes differently every facade. time you load it up. Yeah, yeah. facade. Yeah, facade. Facade. Yeah, I, I want that. <laughs> that is, that is up my alley. That is so up my alley. Um. So I'm, I'm gonna play that just like I said for for uh, Greece, and I didn't play that for like a couple of months. <laughs> but I'm gonna play this one. Well, you don't have to play them on launch. You can you'll, wait you'll until get they're to cheap. Eventually, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm gonna do the George. Yeah, the I know George. the you know the the felony. <laughs> the, <laughs> damn yourself to gamer hell c- crime. <laughs> Save me like literally five bucks because it's on sale. That's not really that much. <laughs> so, so moving back to to Bethesda, they um, also talked about streaming, and and this is uh, the part of their conference where Steve's tentacles dipped in. What? You skipped over the lovely lady. I know. I thought we were gonna get to her afterwards, at the end or something. Ah. Okay. I... All right. Orion. What is Orion? It's a Kumi no Nakamura's game. Everyone fell Wait, in love what? with the cute Japanese girl. 
yeah, it's it, it's both simultaneously weird and also kind of cool. Like the first of which I have seen on the internet just because she's not speaking English very well and it sounds adorable and also she's Japanese. It's kind of strange, to be honest. But it was a pretty cool looking game. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you said strange because it is strange. Because people were like, they were, people were telling me about it and I was like, oh, and I looked it up and I was like, okay, cool. I, I, she, I don't she, get it. She delivered care. it brilliantly. She had like great energy, great presence, and it's great. But she what did. everybody focused on, and like was it was like every thirsty anime loving <laughs> like thirsty yes. On a, like it was like every like gaming outlet anime reporter was like, oh, I'm so in love with Nak like Nakamura-san. Like, because she, oh, she did. And like all of a sudden, like everybody knows that she worked on Okami and Bayonetta and stuff like that. Like, yeah, sure you did. Sure you yeah, did. Because sure you she asked did. like a Japanese girl or like an anime stereotypical Japanese girl. Like, I don't understand. Well, just be just because she's Japanese. Mm -hmm. Just because she is Japanese and she was yeah, like... She, I'm not saying she's... Not cute. I'm not saying like handing the torch over as people say. I'm not saying that's not cool. It's just I feel like I I hope that they're like her for the right reasons and not just uh, yeah, like... that, that, yeah, that's what was super weird. I was talking to other Japanese yeah. friends about this was that it was like nobody focused on like the, her game and the fact that she is a female director of like this game. Yes. From Mikami Studio, which is fucking amazing. She was the original concept artist for Bayonetta. Her first job was working on Okami. It's an amazing background. But, like, the fact that all of these people just seemingly came out of the woodwork, strangely, and was <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I've loved her ever since Okami. I love Ikumi no, they Nakamura. Didn't. It's no, amazing. They didn't. Like, and it was all, like, the kind that you would expect it from, like, people who... Watch a lot of anime. They they have an anime picture as their Japan. <laughs> picture. Not even not even that. Not even that. Like people from like popular outlets or people who are like well known personalities. Yeah. Who are like famous oh. for like knowing stuff about anime or stuff like that. That just like all of a sudden we're like, I'm so in love with her. She's adorable. I want to protect <laughs> yeah, her. And it's like that's super weird. Like. Just because she's Japanese, it's really strange. Was it was Austin one of them? It was like getting a weird double dose of 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 dorky, unwarranted anime uh, weeaboo appreciation, as well as a a like that reality check that you get sometimes when watching behind the scenes videos and interviews of Japanese games, and that is that there do seem to be. This might be anecdotally from my experience, but it just seems to me anecdotally informally without crunching the numbers that there are a lot more women working on games in japan and i remember when visiting uh, and, yeah, yeah i yeah. guess so right They're yeah like, and, and you see them in the arcades she... too and in the video game stores oh yeah like, there's do. a bigger oh, market yeah. for for women it feels like from japan for all the yeah problems. like we'll we'll get on to animal crossing soon like no, yeah, yeah one of the people i respect one. and love most dearest in kyoto Someone who I really, really respect and I'm so lucky to be friends with. I, like, she's directing one of the most exciting games that everyone got excited about. So it's incredible. But, like, it was kind of just weird to see, like... Like, I'm super happy for, like, 
Ikumi, like, because that will just bring huge amount of popularity towards the game she's working on, which is like... Which is fine. No, win, win. no press is bad press, right? Yeah. And, like, she went from, like, making a Twitter before E3 to having over 100,000 followers in two days. <laughs> like, you don't get that just because your game looks cool. <laughs> like, it is weird, the reaction to her sometimes. But, like, she did a great job. If any listeners want to conduct an experiment, I bet we would all be pleasantly surprised if you looked through the credits of your favorite Japanese games and probably found there's there's a, maybe a lot more women involved than than you might have initially expected. You blew my yeah. mind there. I you know I feel like I knew this because I, I was looking at the footage when I was editing like the Japan videos, but yeah, there's a lot of women up there on the, the top floor of those game centers that are just killing it. Not just mm -hmm. like they're killing it. Yeah. Like and, I work in a, I work in a studio of 50 and over here it's different. It, you go to the arcade. Yeah. I work in a studio of like 50 plus people. Yeah. And we have about 20 women. And yeah, that's, that's almost half. Yeah. Which yeah. is really great. And like they are animators, they are directors, they're producers. They are fantastic and they like do a variety of different things and when we uh walk through the game stores we always walk past the section where where they have the the otome visual novel stuff the the chunk of the game store that specifically is for for like female centric demographics and oh i have an interview i want to share you guys after the show from from the early 90s interviewing a bunch of girls who are super into rpgs on the famicom but oh. Yeah, despite all you hear about sexism in video games and sexism in Japan, you may be pleasantly surprised by how how many women are involved in big money AAA games in Japan and kind of sort of always have been without it really being a, a question. Anyways. Yeah, but moral, moral of the story essentially is that well done, Ikumi. Like, it's amazing that Shinji Mikami put her up to this uh, and to uh, give her that opportunity. And we should allow more people, like women especially to take on roles like this because this is the kind of cool shit that happens but please don't like <laughs> like generalize her because she's an adorable japanese woman like that's just yeah. weird yeah I, I well i say use it girl use it use it use <laughs> yeah. all these 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 dudes that are just blinded yeah you, you know? got a, you got a hundred thousand followers on twitter now like yeah. more people to buy your game I, hopefully it's I, I good do have one question though and that is if this game is going to be like some some undercover christian evangelizing propaganda because you'll notice in the teaser that the little piles of clothes get left behind right right Nah, yeah, nothing, yeah, not, like, yeah. that's like, a thing. That's a thing. That's a biblical thing. Yeah, yeah. No, left behind. You never seen that movie? I did. I was forced I, to. From <laughs> what I could sort of gather from the trailer is that it might be about yokai. Do, is that a thing in Japanese oh. mythology when people get spirited away, their clothes get left behind, so they're just like naked in the nether realm? Oh my god, they they have like a yokai. They have like a yokai for everything. But it did look like it would be like battling yokai kind of thing, like like scary looking yokai. Because yokai in Japan, like she said, it would be spooky, not quite horror, spooky. but like spooky. So spooky. like yokai are not exactly horror in Japan because they're ingrained in the mythos of the country, right? Mm -hmm. So they're not exactly horror, but they are definitely spooky. So it's kind of like I think maybe it could be about that, and the game looks 
It looked interesting for sure. So, so last but not least, a little, little bit of a, a weird. Are we still on Bethesda? Still on Bethesda. One more Jesus. Bethesda bit is Orion, the, the middleware they're releasing into some of their proprietary game engines that's specifically designed to be uh, make make assets more friendly for streaming them in and out of a cloud server onto the the player's device. It was a little weird watching this during the presentation. They didn't exactly explain if it was a streaming service, which would be a weird competitor to Google Stadia, which would be weird because Google Stadia is one of their flagship launch titles, is Doom Eternal, it's a Bethesda game. And and no, what what Orion turned out to be is middleware. They're 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 doing this as part of the game engine now. Uh, the words used during the presentation were this is probably really smart. If it integrated works. at the engine level, and and I don't want to talk about this too much because it is boring, but it probably is really really smart. If it works, this is really smart because if there's going to be a shit ton of streaming services out there, this is like the turn of when people made engines. Like, people need to buy middleware for animations. They need to buy middleware for art and stuff like this. If Bethesda make one of the first and better pieces of middleware that allows you to compress textures and stuff like that so it is better for streaming, so many companies are going to use it because everyone's going to be want to be on streaming services and not have a shit game. So this could be really smart if it works. I also see it as a really big money investment too like for as uh expensive and and ridiculously overproduced as video games can get the as as we can remember from from blood sweat and pixels and the the chaos of the mgs5 development building an engine rather than the game itself is oftentimes the most expensive troublesome delay prone part of of the the process and this is them trying to make themselves more friendly for streaming in in that part of the the pre game making pipeline and and that that's that's what they're they're paying the MIT programmers to make abstract weird software tools about instead of instead of the games themselves and that's that that oftentimes turns out to be more expensive and so so I I I speculate that that was a big money deal going on in the background that they threw in for for reassuring investors that they are they're committed to they're they're committed to building games specifically for streaming in the future. Did you just fall asleep during, during the middle? No, I sighed. I sighed. <laughs> oh, they're also renaming QuakeCon to DoomCon. There you go. That's that's all the Bethesda stuff. We can move on. Uh, About time, I guess. Nothing lasts forever. QuakeCon this... has has felt like a relic for quite a few years. I yeah, it always weirded me out when it's like QuakeCon is coming, and I'd be like, Bethesda's running QuakeCon? What? Oh right, yeah, they're still doing it. Yeah, DoomCon makes a lot more sense now. I think the last time QuakeCon had a big chunk of news attached to it was in the early days of VR when um, John Carmack was still working with Oculus. They announced on it. Doom Eternal at QuakeCon, right? Did did they? It wasn't E3. Was it E3 last year or was it QuakeCon? I can't remember. It was one of them. Well, they're all, I guess, trying to make QuakeCon more newsworthy by renaming it to DoomCon and announcing Doom stuff d during well, it. Well, it makes I it guess. more relevant to yeah. what they're doing. So. Yeah. We want to talk about the, the Devolver show? Eh, the Devolver really. Big Fancy Press Not conference? really, because it was, it, I mean, it was comical, but like, it's super strange. Like, I love Devolver, but. It's kind of hypocritical for them to have like a direct that insults other things and then literally announce 
fucking nothing. Like nothing. They announced Fall Guys. Well, it's it's less about the announcements than it is the joke. Nah, man. When you put that much money into it, it's all about PR. They're oh, pu- yeah. they're pumping like thousands of dollars into making that thing, and like you gotta try and turn that into profit somehow. Like it's not just to make a joke. Like of course that's how it started, but at that point they've been doing it for you know was this the third or fourth year now? This is the third year. Uh, Chief Man, Synergist Lisa Struthers is now an undead that means, cyborg. It, it means that it made money the previous two years. So we are we are seeing the announcement through her disembodied robo consciousness as revived on a hospital table, uh, and what she thought to announce through her brain, instructed by marketing to tell us about, is uh, a game called Fall Guys. A, a, a game called Carry On. Ca- Carry On looks a little interesting. You you play as a goop monster eating up space marines wandering through your organic hallways. Uh, the Messengers getting some free DLC. Uh, Enter the Gungeon has a House of the Undead light gun arcade cabinet that's coming out next year. And they also released on Steam Devolver Bootleg, a real pack. Which was the cool thing, but like, there was, there was nothing. <laughs> A real pack of bootleg ripoffs of Devolver games, such as Enter the Gun Dungeon and Hotel Milwaukee, that you can buy for $4.94, because for the E3 show, they're having a big sale where this $5 game is available at 1% off. (laughs) (laughs) I always have, like, a good wholesome chuckle at the Devolver show. That's all it is, though. I'm not I'm not angry about it being hypocritical or anything. Like if anything they're they're going to be the ones who are the most self-aware of how how the the goals know, between art and commercials intersect. I get, here. I get it, but it's it's this it's that thing like going back to when we we're talking about publishing and stuff like that, like it's still money. They do it for money. It's the exact freaking opposite in tone, production and style from the PC gaming show. Nice. Yeah, thanks, thanks. I was I was looking forward to that one. The PC gaming show, which is arranged by a sponsorship of like hardware companies in instead of game developers and publishers to put on a almost two and a half hour long live streamed interview talk show oh, format. God. Yeah, I watched right. I watched the first one and I was bored to tears and I immediately it's learned so my boring. lesson. It's like P- it's like building PCs. It's so boring. Oh, building PCs on. is way less boring than the PC gaming show. <laughs> Sorry, I just, I just I just wanted to pi- I just wanted to piss Mal. <laughs> I did that for a living, man. <laughs> yeah, look where it got you. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Nowhere. California. No PCs. Uh, so on the PC gaming show, we uh, we we were were graced with the knowledge of knowing some products exist. Products like Evil Genius Two has a teaser trailer, no gameplay. It, it's a this project exists trailer. Vampire: The Masquerade Bloodlines Two has a little bit of in-engine footage in the trailer that looks mm-hmm. uh, sufficiently janky enough to, uh, to know no, this, that's probably this is what the game's going to look like. This is twenty minute demo. There, there is there is yeah. out there hell yeah. cool. cool okay okay um, um let me you can let dance me, let, me, let me let me skim through this see see what comes up well well the city looks you got good player choices yeah oh oh you can make choices yeah oh thank god i've always wanted to make choices in a video game 
<laughs> I make choices to end this conversation. Let's see. Speaking of conversations, we got some some negotiating skills, coercion skills. Yeah, I see. I see skill based conversation branch lines. This is good. This is good. Vampire the Masquerade too. I don't know. It just looks fine. It looks like everything's smoothly chugging along the way it should. Chivalry two got announced with a really like almost weirdly uh, gray toned trailer compared to the tone of the first I'm... game, which had some humor to it. This looks. A little, a little gorier. I guess, I mean, they've got to try and capitalize, right? Because what is that game that just came out that absolutely is like Mordhau. chivalry, but yeah. better? Yeah, yeah. Mordhau, whatever it's called. The the competition is heating up. Yeah, they're going to try and claim some of that back. Chivalry, but better. <laughs> Let's see, what else is here? Um, Conan Chop Chop uh last oasis planet zoo planet zoo looks like it could be a good fun um vermintide 2 is getting a versus mode uh the creators of her story make a new fmv game called telling lies they are marketing it as an open world fmv game that's gonna be weird to see why they they picked that uh, bit of language and how they they will live up to it more details on Baldur's gate 3 uh the big problematic controversial discussion worthy topic from the pc gaming show is that shinmu 3 is going to be an epic store exclusive <laughs> and i feel so sorry for james oh yeah yeah poor james yeah james has been invested into mm -hmm. this yeah yeah uh i imagine it's pretty it's sure he does something week. with the with the studio but it's just like yeah it's not it's getting a lot of flack what are they going to be doing about Steam pre-orders for Shinmu 3? Because um, it's still available on Steam, but you can't pre-order it anymore on Steam. Oh, uh, what? It's still on... Oh. Yeah, they have their store page up. You don't buy it when you pre-order on Steam, though. Oh, it's like that. Like, they, they got stolen away. Shinmu 3 wow. developers refuse refund requests from fuming backers over Epic Games exclusivity. Uh, let's see. This is a new story published on Dual Shockers. Um, yeah, Shinmu 3 had a fairly strange reveal. Strange, strange funding model. Strange present news story as of, like, two days ago when, when this stuff broke. Physical copies of it are going to come with a code for the Epic Games Store now. Backers got an email saying... The launch was previously planned for distribution on stream. However, it was decided with Deep Silver that Epic Game Store would be the best distribution platform option. We apologize for the sudden change in platform. However, refunds will not be granted for this change. I guess... I don't Damn. know if, if this is a pre-order I'm reading about or if it's just backers backing a project. Because, like, last week we... Uh, mm -hmm. talked about Barkley, too, and how contributing to a Kickstarter is not a guarantee. That, that it'll come out at all, let alone to the platform you want. Yeah, another another example of a Kickstarter going to whatever has the most money. I mean, wow, that sucks. The, that the, really the sucks. I, I did not pre-order. And <laughs> so... Uh, and, this and, was a Kickstarter that was more for gauging public interest than getting the money, I guess. Yeah, I, I have no personal stake in it. So whoever pre-ordered, man, that sucks. I feel I do feel bad for the Kickstarter backers for sure who were like I mean it didn't stipulate it would be Steam it said PC but you know at the time when it happened everyone was like well it can only be Steam so right. yeah they should 
they should get refund. They should have the ability to choose refunds. They, but they want to keep their money. I guess that depends on how much money they got from Epic. <laughs> if they can afford to now or not. Um, probably a fair amount to cover their costs. <laughs> a lot. Probably the fair, 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 fair amount. Yeah. To be fair, though, you're not missing out because did you see the Shenmue 3 gameplay? Yeah, uh, you see me in chat. Oh. I was like, "Why does it still look like dog?" Sh I mean, oh. <laughs> okay, James, oh. if you're listening, I'm sorry. Yeah, like if you if you like Shenmue, I'm sorry too. It is. It's, it doesn't look good. It looks like it one and two. Is that is that a design choice? I I think maybe, but then they're like, "Haha, we'll pretend this is a design choice." <sighs> but really, we're struggling to make this game massive and also not that full of content like when he goes up to the monk and he's like i want to fight and then he goes back out and it's so video game he asks him again and he's like aha you've arrived here and he's like dude i just fought you like oh. it's it, it's it's weird yeah it, and it doesn't even look like the the yakuza weird it just looks janky and clunky like why why well, there's no way it's going to be better than Yakuza. Like, no, no, fucking no way. not the way it looks right now. <laughs> Yakuza has stolen Shinmu's slot and Sega's yeah. lineup roster of like open world it was explorer always better. <laughs> it was made like a few years after on a more a better console. That yeah, it would be. They had Mark Hamill in the the, the the English dub. Yakuza's great. Yeah, it's it's just that the old ones don't really hold up well, and you don't really want to design a game around the old ones that don't hold up well i i'm i'm ho i'm hoping that's what they're doing is designing around that one because like there's i cannot see them saying yeah yeah this I is mean, a good you can game go right now for like like this you can go for the design choices of the original games and try and get that tone try and get that feel and still do that, but you can still do it with like quality of life changes of 2019 video games. Like yeah. it's not hard to do that. The animations it, it, for the fighting was also pretty janky. It's oh, it just okay. the, yeah. There's I'm a lot of jank. I'm gonna stop crapping yeah. on it. But um, Sorry, guys. hopefully it's decent. Hopefully it's decent. Hopefully people it's, who pre-order that's what you're into. It's, it's it's more for the fans than the rest of us. I'm yeah, sure. That's what you're into. I'm not gonna kink shame you. It's fine. I, I mean, I played one and two. Like, I'm guess I'm supposed to be a fan, but the thing is, if it doesn't look good, you also played Final Fantasy 15. Does that mean you're a fan? No. <laughs> no, not not a fan of that. Well, FF7 when that. When we talk about that, whoa! About I've just realized yeah. Georgia hasn't fucking put Square Enix on this list. Wow! Oh, yeah. Why is limited run and like Ubisoft and kind of funny here? Like they had a, a thing, didn't they? Oh what my do you god! Mean? I totally Final Fantasy VII was shown. It was re it was a really strong showing. It was a really strong showing. Like. <laughs> it was hype, and I was watching it after the fact. I was okay. like, oh, right. So, okay, I'm Limited clicking run. through it. Okay, you guys did what you did. Let's just, let's talk about Square Enix instead. Okay, okay. Like, okay. It, they showed a trailer. Who cares about the trailer? Yeah, everything looks good. The boss <laughs> battle. All right, it the looks like point. a raid from an MMO. Like, it, it looks pretty, pretty interesting. Mechanics. Can I just take one brief moment to say that Square, 
Oh, Square Enix. Can I call you Square Enix? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Delaying? You've, you've fucked up in the past. Oh, God. Like, we've all known it, right? You've made mistakes. But I'm here to tell you, what you have done with the combat for Final Fantasy VII is possibly one of the smartest design choices yeah. I've seen in a long time. Wait, what do you mean? Final Fantasy XV, which is all like attack-based, hacking and slashing, combining with real-time skills, kind of like Kingdom Hearts. And like a lot of people feared that that would be the way that Final Fantasy VII would have to work, right? Mm. But Final Fantasy VII was the ATB system. It's very iconic. It's all this kind of thing. So what do you do? Well, you design a really smart system that is, of course, Cloud standing there waiting to be attacked in like 2019 graphics is not exactly going to come across that well, right? As, as realistic, so you have at like, least. Yeah. So you have like this action-packed focus where you attack, but at the same time, it's forcing the player to attack because you build meter in the ATB system. And then once the ATB system's charged, you don't stop everything. You make it seem like the player is making like a snap decision for cloud by slowing time down it gives like it gives across the illusion that cloud in that moment is making the decision to use like faraga or something like that while you're clicking through menus mm. uh, yeah yeah i see i see yeah like you are clicking through menus and the time is slowing down so for cloud Cool. So it it, sl it doesn't slow down time completely, but it slows down and the movement's moving really slowly in the background. So everything's still in action. But it gives across the, the feeling that Cloud in that moment, his brain is processing, you as the player <laughs> deciding for him, is processing what to do next. And it's like, as soon as you press it, like it's like Cloud making a decision to do like magic. And it like combines like action to like systematically like push the player to build up the ATB because the ATB doesn't build up unless you attack to then do this like snap decision, slow motion ATB system, combining the old with the new. It, it looks so smart. Like it was honestly, I was actually, it seems really simple, but trying to figure that out must've taken them ages to try and think about, okay, well we have this iconic system back in the past to all of the shit that we do now that people haven't really gelled with but we have to kind of combine the two of them. So how do we do it? It's really smart. And it really, like really I, smart. Got to like give them props for that. Like there's a lot of uh, character switching involved. Like Cloud is still doing some last minute dodge rolls yeah. and Barrett's keeping his distance yeah. and laying down so suppressing like, fire. Of course, in all, that's another thing. In Iconic Final Fantasy, you, can, you, you give the commands to all the characters. So, well, how do you do that now? Well, we can't exactly make you do it for every character. It slows down everything and stuff. So you can switch at any time. And you can set commands. And of course, they'll have an AI. And a lot of games have done that. But being able to combine that with the ATB systems to switch between them and like make snap decisions and like still have the attacking, like moving Cloud to cover and like switching over to Barrett to cover him with like fire from the background is like really smart. And I was like, actually, this is like what is going to make me excited to play this game. Yeah, um, distance and positioning seem to matter. The, the boss battle did seem pretty long. Hopefully, it's not that long. But. It looks damn cool, but the, th the thing is, we, we should mention because we gotta hurry up. Is uh, <laughs> Midgard only yeah. being the first, the like, only thing, the only thing in the in this game that you're gonna what pay sixty dollars for? Is it free updates after that? No, it'll be another game that so you buy. Is, this is oh. just part one. Oh. This is Final Fantasy Remake Part One. Oh. <laughs> we 
wait, wait. You have to pay sixty dollars for each game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're gonna, they're gonna be. It's gonna be two Blu-ray discs, probably for every game that every part that comes out. No. Do you think why, there's gonna why be would interest, they do that? though, after the first? Because we all, the first half of yeah, there will these be, games are great, it's out, the second where... Okay, the only way, the only way, if it comes out it's shit, but I, I doubt from what we've seen that it would be shit. But, like, if it comes out and it's only, like, six hours long... Oh, no. They I think people would be really pissed off. Alive. I'm calling it now, the bit in the trailer where Cloud sees Sephiroth after burning the village... That's when the game ends. I'm calling it now. That no, I, would I'm be... Call, they should have did disc I'm, one. They should have did disc one. Well that's, that, well, that's kind of near the end of disc one, right? Is it? They're if not it in Midgard anymore. cliffhanger and we got like another four years to go before the next one, that's... I reckon like that is will be like, you'll you'll get out of Midgard, you'll go to the village, like Sephiroth will burn that shit down. That's fine. This one is fine. And then that's where it'll end. But that's if, when the entire game opens up right so they're gonna get to that part and then and then they're gonna be like well how the fuck do we make this game open world well i guess we just have to wait for next gen and then they'll wait to have all that processing power of the next gen consoles before they can even attempt to do something like that i okay i think what they're trying to do is get fan expectations to be like they're trying to they're trying to complete that right like uh so they're doing a whole bunch of detail in midgard a, a ton of detail everywhere so yeah, when the game is complete sure. like you just have this game that's just better than anything else out there because it's just it's so detailed in every part of the game it'll be like an anthology of final fantasy 7 because they can they can specially focus on just Midgard here. Yeah, and I don't, I, I don't think this is good. I, because I, I would I, like, like, imagine, may, okay, maybe this one is a little bit too short. Um, I thought this one was a little bit longer than that, but it's not. What a like a little bit longer after that open world, be able to go to the golden saucer, play some games, yeah. like, like have I a way to you. play the game after you finish the game. Well, it's not even that. It's like. I like like the Midgar setting in the beginning of the game. It's always dark. It's always nighttime. It's always metal, like aesthetically as well. Playing like that kind of environment for like twenty hours, it's kind of gonna gonna get a little grating as well. Like there's no variety in it whatsoever. And then you know when it ends, you have to wait like four or five years for the next part to come out. I really hope it's not going to be four or five years. Holy shit. I hope they have the engine done, no. the combat done, the, yeah. the tech and assets they need to get the next one out quicker. Cause, ah, uh, like but it will be. Article that Jason Schreier did uh, after playing it yesterday, he asked Katasi-san like, what the planning is for the next one. And Katasi-san's like, uh, we, we don't really know right oh, now. Oh, no. <laughs> God. Oh no! If they end on a cliffhanger for a sequel that's five years off and will get caught in development hell, that's that's not going to be good. That's well, not you can't end on a cliffhanger for a game that's already come out. Can like, you imagine if they they do it before this one? Can you imagine? He said Midgard like, only. Maybe they'll like, remake the, yeah. the story for more of it to happen in Midgard. Honestly, I think you uh, meeting Sephiroth in the burning like fire. Like, that will be the end of the game, I think. You hear a little bit of orchestra, screen goes black, credits roll. Yeah, and then, that, like, that's the cliffhanger. And then in the ne in the first disc, they set up... 
I'm gonna like him killing Aerith because fucking Jesus and then Christ, the year like is 2026 20 and it's been <laughs> after the nuclear Trump Holocaust and and World War three Final Fantasy 7 remake part two finally comes out okay. and half of us Jeff are Keaton's dead e3 gamers and the rest of the world oh no like I just feel <laughs> like it's gonna be so far away. When they finish this game, that the graphics of the first game is gonna look weird. Oh no! Maybe, maybe. I mean, can you imagine? You, there was there, there has been comparisons between. Do you remember the first trailer for it? Yeah. Like, yeah. Three years ago, four years ago. I think it was four years ago. Four years ago, when it when it was remastered and it looked incredible. If you compare that trailer to the new one, the new one is like blowing that shit out. Oh of water. snap! We, we yes. can take that a step so back further good. and go to the PlayStation 3 tech demos that, that remade scenes from FF7 to see where we'll be. Like, <laughs> if you just look at Advent Children, you'd be yeah. like, whoa, whoa, look at the look at this. By the time games incredible. come out that look like that, we'll, we'll have part two. Anyway, let's fucking move on. Like, yeah, yeah. Let's, come let's on. There's there there still like, the, the, the winners here to go. Um, we, we could, we could, we could hop over, uh, a limited run, you know, not, not, no, no announcements. I, I, I just want to, you know, give, give, give those guys some love, stick it to the man. Hell yeah. But, but let's, let's, let's hump on to Ubisoft. So we'll have things to talk about by the time we run out of time. Oh God. Watch Dogs Legion. Uh, that's, that's the thing. Um, they're going hard. <laughs> I don't know. Hard, soft. They're going science fiction. There's no more like, like veneer of realism to the Watch Dogs universe anymore. This at first glance looks like it takes place in the future. At second glance, the gameplay mechanics on play are definitely, uh, uh, far into the future. There's, there's turret drones just flying all over the place. Looks like City 17 out there. Is it me? Or has there never been a game with such an amazing mechanic that has looked so boring? That's the Watchdog's problem, so isn't it? Boring. Ah! As the demo rounded up, I was just like shouting at the screen because this happens in all of the games. They have these really interesting, stealth, peaceful mechanics, but even here, it it turns into cover shooting. So boring, like aesthetically, and just like, ugh. And also the stereotype British voice that they use for every character, and that is like grating to my ears. Yeah, I wondered if if you would particularly feel extra patronized by, oh by this thing. Oh my god, watching the trailer was like nails on a chalkboard. Literally, if you want to get your Legion fixed, just listen to this show, man. Just fucking listen to me burning your ears off, because holy shit, that was grating. For uh, the the demo during the press conference too, I don't think they detailed exactly how the character switching mechanic works. Because uh, you there's... hack into them, like they they're all like, um, what, I think it was like all of the people you can you can switch to are like part of the resistance. Like they've uh, they have voluntarily joined up. They have personalities, so but they can die. So what do you do when you run out of voice actors and scripts? Well, I imagine they do the same thing they do with other games, which is use the same voice actor to do different roles for different things. And it's all probably randomly generated, like the information and stuff like that. Uh, that means a lot of story gets cut out, for sure. Cool tech in a hella boring-looking game, man. Um, 
Uh, what else? A uh, little, little hint at gods and monsters. I don't know about you guys, but I might be taking a peek at this in the future. It's another... It looks nice, but the character's face looked weird. And And it's also... It's a Breath of the Wild style game about Greek mythology, which is already a thing. It's Assassin's Creed Odyssey. They're like leveraging their their current historical fascination with ancient Greece into more projects that I guess are like, in a weird way, it, it kind of makes me feel like there's been a lot more ancient Greece in Zelda this whole time than people have been giving credit for. The whole concept of venturing off to a abandoned island for a dungeon guarded by a monster boss. Like that's, that's, that's... Perseus and the Minotaur, and now it's it's going to be fun revisiting the the ancient roots of our our power fantasies, and that's why that's why I'm intrigued by this ancient by by Ubisoft's current phase with with ancient Greece. It's it's a fun phase. They're releasing Rainbow Six Quarantine, which I'm guessing is, is them leveraging their assets they built with a Left for Dead style mode they put out in Rainbow Six Siege a year ago, which was really weird and only okay. Uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey is still being worked on. They're giving it a discovery tour mode. It has long been awaiting something like that to, to match up with the uh, previous game's edutainment features. They're also doing a story creator mode, which looks adorably lame. You have a twine style interface where you make a flowchart of if then statements that are spoken by characters with no voice acting to make your own uh, little custom quest lines. There's there's probably some cute stuff that'll come out of that. And I think there's there's Roller Legion. Ubisoft is doing a roller derby game. So like like there's there's not a lot of really big flagship AAA announcements besides Watch Dogs Legions, which looks iffy. So I don't think I don't think Ubisoft is 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 heavily winning any of us over this year, judging by the 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 sound of things. Wait, we're still talking about Ubisoft. Sorry. We're done with Ubisoft. I mean, yeah. Did you did you tune out? Because we're we we can move on from Ubisoft. Yeah, we're we're yeah. good. Like you started talking about Assassin's Creed, and I was like, well, this is George's thing. <laughs> I, I don't got much more to talk about. We're. We're we're done. We, well, we what we, we do we have to talk about is Nintendo Direct. Woo. Yeah. Yay. Everyone excited for that Contra? Yeah. Contra. Woo. I think that's the best in the show, right? Like it, it's funny, right? Obviously, people are gonna be uh, uh, Liam's so biased towards Nintendo. <laughs> but Matt, you were screaming. You were screaming. <laughs> In in the, in the Discord channel, as much as I was about this direct, there's a lot to go. Where do we even start? Well, I guess we, we already start started with, start. with Contra. We start at the start. Dragon Quest is here. It's here to stay, boys. Dragon Quest you, is. You're gonna fucking love it eventually. I is... don't. I don't know. I I I. It's, it's I don't coming know. to smash. You get to play <laughs> like as, as... like. Talking about cool mechanics and games, right? Smash has been trying to employ these unique mechanics with their new characters. Like you take like Piranha Plant and Joker from, uh, you know, Persona with his like actual Persona behind him, and now you have like the Dragon Quest hero from across the whole series as four alternate, different like playable characters that have a magic system. So I think like, an actual. Magic system. We, we need to clarify because even I am a bit confused because it's technically Dragon Quest Hero is the character, but there's four of them. Yeah, it's the hero. He's or she is kind of always called the hero. It's not 
the hero from Dragon Quest Eleven, like you're thinking. It's the hero, as in the main character across the series. But there's four of them. Yes, because there have been more than <laughs> more than four games in the series, and they're all the hero. Do, do, do they look... Oh, yeah, no, they're... Okay, they have the same face, but they got different clothes and hair. They've got the same face because they're designed by Akira Toriyama, the guy who made Dragon Ball. And I guess the the different versions of them focusing on different different Yeah, so you sets. have you have Dragon Quest Eleven, which is obviously the guy who was in the CGI trailer. Uh, of course, because Dragon Quest Eleven is coming to the Switch, and I'm really excited to play that because I haven't had a chance to play that yet. Uh, then you got Dragon Quest Eight, which is the best Dragon Quest for me and like he looks so cool and then you have dragon quest 4 and i think the other one is dragon quest 1 maybe I, I can't remember what the last one is but dragon quest 4 and then like it's and and it has like a magic system in it so it's so cool when, when they show the little menu where you're picking your magic spell next to your health meter is that part of the game or just visualizing how no it's part of the game like that's huh. one of their attacks so huh. like they have they have snooze oh. and they fire it across and like okay. it makes people fall asleep and stuff how cool is that like they have like a weird magic mechanic I think it's probably gonna work like Shulk's uh, Buster his uh, Monado thing where he has like Buster uh, speed and like he has different powers he can infuse into the monado i feel like it's going to work the similar to that and you like hold down a button and then scroll through quickly to choose which one you want and it will move really fast but it's super cool to like change shit up like this and i imagine sakurai himself who dragon quest for him is his favorite series like yeah. i imagine for him it must have been amazing I'm, I'm trying to like picture the the control scheme for it and, and yeah like like shulk you press a button to toggle through stuff but the, the animations make it, it look and feel like like you're cycling through a menu, even though you still have full control over your character in the middle of it. I could, I, yeah, it's coming together. It's coming together in my head. I think I think it will work nicely, and just the fact that I'm not really sure if they're alternate skins yet, or they are actually like characters that jump in and out, like uh, like a Pokemon trainer does with like Squirtle and Ivysaur, or is it Bulbasaur and then Charizard and stuff like that. So uh, I'm intrigued to see more about that. Uh, we also got Banjo Kazooie. Banjo Kazooie is <gasps> in Smash. I didn't want to talk about it yet because I I can't contain myself a little bit over that. Do you guys have any like do you do you guys either have any nostalgia about Banjo Kazooie? Yeah, yeah, a, a little. Oh, not not as big God. as other things, but it's definitely there. I've I've always found that like for some reason Europeans maybe because it's rare. <laughs> the I've UK. always found that the UK and like Europeans have like such an incredible fondness and nostalgia for Banjo-Kazooie compared to, like, Americans. But the reactions for Banjo was pretty crazy. Like, I'm I'm over the moon that Banjo is finally in Smash. It is brilliant. Like, the six-year-old me is just, like, chuckling away playing Smash Brothers, thinking about Banjo being in it. It's It's so cool. It would be a pretty great time to be a 90s kid if the job market was better. Uh, what We've else? Gotta lower the tone. What else is on the list? Oh, oh, Witcher 3! They're, they're doing the Witcher 3 Complete Edition. Somehow, some way, it's going to work on the Nintendo Switch. Spitting all of it on a 32 gigabyte card when the actual like Steam release was originally like 60 gigabytes. It's fucking mental. How? I don't know how. Uh, the graphics look like crap, so I guess that's why. 
It's good. It's 720p supposedly, so I don't know. We'll see. Maybe the textures will be. I think the highly textures, compressed. Uh, it showed the textures. It didn't. It didn't. Uh, that looked good. Well, it yeah, wrong. it's gonna be there. I don't know. I'm not sure if CD Projekt Red would release it if it was dog shit. I don't think it really matters, though. Yeah, people think, who can't run like, this game want to wait. I'm to thinking play. it'll be more like The Witcher 2 when it came out on the Xbox 360, and how everybody at the time was like, "Oh my god, how are they running The Witcher 2 on Xbox 360?" But it worked really well. And and The Witcher is a game that you play more for the writing and the story than yeah. than the graphics. Even though it was a damn good tech demo game when it released, it's. It's more it's there, I guess. Game. If for... you've not played it, like, and you own a Switch, gotta get The Witcher when it comes out. Yeah, if you have no other option, you might as well, because it is more more a mood game than a than a than a pretty graphics game. Even though it's it's it it is also that it's you're not gonna miss it's out a, on the experience. A, is the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, it's a game that's already been out. Let's talk about other stuff. New games. <laughs> Luigi's Mansion Three. Yeah. Gooigi. <laughs> Gooigi. <laughs> No More Heroes 2, 3. Contra Rogue yeah. Corpse. No More Heroes 3. Panzer Dragoon. Wait, we're just skipping over Luigi. Like, oh. this is the problem with you, George. Fucking, we get to Nintendo, you're just like rattling them off. Talk about freaking Ubisoft for longer than 10 minutes. Zelda sequel. I thought it was a DLC, but it wasn't. It was I'm the okay actual with thing. This. Uh, yeah. I'm okay with this. Yeah, make a full-fledged sequel. Hopefully there'll be villages no breakable and weapons. side quests. Please, no, no. B- build, build it tall, not wide. It's it's a great engine for yeah, for that. Yeah. And Make it, it looks like it has dungeons in it. Like it looked like they were in a dungeon, which would be great. It'd be nice if we had dungeons again. It's like they spent more time building like the engine and the area than they <laughs> did building dungeons. They 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 tease something everyone wanted with a fourth wall breaking teaser that just straight up says. The sequel to Breath of the Wild is now in development. Just like Times New Roman on a black background. Yeah, they they wanted to make sure it wasn't a um oh, it's yeah. not DLC because Yeah, I, yeah, absolutely. it looks like, like DLC. They I, obviously haven't given it a name yet, but yeah. and and if it was yeah. a new Zelda game, they would call it The Legend of Zelda in tradition. Instead, they're calling it The Sequel to Breath of the Wild. So so this is I've, probably I've a prequel. wanted this for a while. This is this it is will fine. still be called the Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild too, <laughs> probably. But so you think like next year we'll see a teaser trailer for the Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild until they come up with the real name? Maybe. Da, 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 da. Netflix is doing a Dark Crystal reboot. They're getting a tactical RPG that that they're Oof. making for for the Switch. That's Oof. that's neat. <laughs> Ooh. That game looked rough. <laughs> uh, uh, Link's Awakening. Link's Awakening details are coming yes. out. Yes, looking fine. How good does that game look? Like not gameplay wise, it looks fine. But like, <laughs> look, like look, look. I'm 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 probably not gonna play Animal Crossing. I always give it a try and I never get into it. So speaking of games that look like toys, Animal Crossing's looking especially plushier than usual. Big up to Aya. Speaking of female Japanese directors, whoop, whoop. yes, yes. Didn't, I, uh, didn't you want to uh, do do a bit on that? Now that we're talking about Animal Crossing: New Horizons, yeah, I just want to just just want to just want to like say, uh, you know, if we're talking about Japanese female directors, one of the people I respect most in this industry and who is a lovely human being is Aya, who is the director of Animal Crossing, and she is fucking cool as shit. 
And I'm happy that the game got delayed because Nintendo, well, the according to Doug Bowser, Mr. Bowser himself, who's now in it, we 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 have a, a picture of what directs are going to look like with these guys from now on. And he actually, yeah, like he, his performance was fine. Yeah, right. But um, he he said that they <laughs> delayed it. They delayed it because they don't want to force people to work crunch. So that means. I can have barbecues with Aya during the summer without having to worry about Animal Crossing getting delayed. So, cool. And uh, this Zelda footage... Damn, Liam, you were right. These, these bosses, they have facial expressions. They, they emote during the battle. It has a lot of personality. Like, like that Link's Awakening amiibo as well. Oof. This is the, most, now. the most I've seen them use their faces since Wind Waker. It is gorgeous. It is absolutely, it's like a diorama, like a mini diorama, and it is gorgeous. So, uh, any any final thoughts then before we address Wait, two? what? Yeah, okay. Like, No My Heroes 3, Astral Chain, like, come on. Not, this is a problem with putting Nintendo good, at the though. end. <laughs> no More Heroes 3 was just a teaser. Oh my god, we talk about such other shit. Yeah, we well, get to what, what is, I don't Astral know, Chain like, No More amazing. Heroes, it's... It's like a niche Astral game. Astral Chain, man. Astral Chain does look interesting, but... Yeah, it's platinum and it. Like, it's the all gameplay niche. demos that they, they showed looked really good. It looked like Vanquish with, like, two characters. It looked cool. I mean, it's anime Ugh. stuff, man. Yeah, that's what you're... You could you could put them yeah, on the outline. Yeah, yeah, you could talk about... Like, Ugh, I don't really I don't, play don't anime an games for this. Much, and I love me some anime. Ugh. God, we talked about freaking Ubisoft for ages. I didn't. I stayed quiet. We talked about Ubisoft for five minutes. I'm looking at the timestamps. <laughs> fucking five minutes longer than we needed to. <laughs> Dude, Watch Dogs 2 is pretty damn good fun if you do not play it like these E3 demos. I, I, I couldn't. I couldn't go through it. I They're couldn't. remaking Panzer Dragoon as well? Holy shit. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't even know what to say to that. Panzer Dragoon's fine. That it's a like, rail shooter from 20 like years crap. ago. I can't, I, I, yay, but I, I don't have the enthusiasm for it that dedicated fans are gonna. The trailer is just like a little dragon that's poorly animated is shooting something. <laughs> How are you getting hyped about that? Oh, no, not really. I just like the fact that Panzer Dragoon still exists. <laughs> It, it, it would be a great time to be in 90s. Panzer Kazooie can't get a remake, but, but Panzer Dragoon can. Like, no, we talked, like, George brought up fucking Dark Crystal's shitty-ass tactic game before, like, Astral Chain and No More Heroes 3. Come on. Oh, my God. This, this looks... Uh, oh, man, this looks <laughs> bad, man. <laughs> the explosions don't even look like they're 3D. They look like a 2D sprite. <laughs> you know you know i'm doing the thing that i hate where people just crap on a game even though someone has worked hard to do this and i apologize True. okay I've, I've we, should, we should know better through the through, yeah. through the the outline and if there is one thing that i do want to say i'm pretty excited about that that it, it is a switch port but alien isolations come into the switch i'm i i i envy That's people who haven't played that imagine playing it in bed in the dark that sounds like a great fun time hiding from the xenomorph under your covers yeah switch to the bed. Mm. 
to so, bed. Okay, so to cap it all off then, guys, tell me, who do you think won in that a wholesome tradition that everybody likes won. to argue about? Oh my god. And what is the actual game that you are most excited about that's come out of this? Or the most exciting thing? I, I don't I don't know if I want to turn it into a winners or losers thing because ultimately it's like I'm gonna be giving them their my money anyway. Okay. Yeah, I mean be bipartisan. That's I'll do fine. it. I'll do it based on games I like. Like for me, I'm probably gonna do Cyberpunk, obviously. Ori and Hollow Knight. FF seven if they don't. I guess I have to, right? Because of the podcast. So FF7, they're going to take my money. They're going to rob me. Uh, Link's Awakening and Jedi. That's And Gears 5. And that's that's pretty much it. That's quite a lot. That's quite a hefty amount for you. Like, I think last year, Matt, you were like, like fucking... So it was nothing. It was nothing. Yeah. There's so many games coming out now. Yeah, so it's stepped up a bit. Like, I'm with you. There's a lot of games on there, like... That uh, are not even coming out until next year. Like, Elder Ring. Yeah. Of course, Final Fantasy VII remake, which is, which before E3 I would have definitely not even been bothered about, but then after watching the, the gameplay, I'm like, okay, I'm definitely in for that. The obvious, Zelda: Link's Awakening, right? But Banjo in Smash, I'm excited for that. I I I jotted down two very different categories that I have very different moods for. And, and one of them is the concept I am most intrigued by. The news story I am most eager to see playing out based on E3 announcements is how Google Stadia is going to go. That doesn't mean I'm most looking forward to it. It doesn't mean I think they won. It's the one that I am most eager to see pan out. Like, like I really want to know whether or not they succeed or fail. The anxiety of not knowing is killing me more than than any other like emotional forces when when thinking what what i saw this year and how how it's going to go in the future um but the most games that i am looking forward to are Link's awakening and baldur's gate 3 oh, and yeah, i think baldur's the gate. most fun i had watching this stuff was seeing how many AAA hits from 2015 2016 up to 2018 even are getting ported over to the switch which includes stuff like alien isolation witcher 3 especially re5 and 6 i i really I envy like teenagers who didn't get a chance to play those who might have been too young or didn't have the expensive platform for them who get to go through it now in yeah. bed under their covers. That sounds like a great way to grow up. It sounds like a great time to to, to have a switch just in general. Like like it seems like if you have a switch and a PC, you're not going to miss out on anything similarly to how in previous years you could not miss out on anything by no fuck that how about you just have a ps4 and a switch and that way it seems like you're not missing out on stuff now like i don't even know if the pc is like the one common denominator platform that everything gets ported to anymore judging by how the switch has been going so that's you got that's xbox cool. pass now you can just get these games on pc sometimes too or most of the time i would say you don't really need an xbox and i think i don't know so yeah, it's kind we of like a, I, I, I just don't know if I like the idea of casting it like a sports events with winners and losers when it's not really 
I mean, it is a competition because it's business, but it's not a friendly competition. That's the thing. Like, what does it? What does it matter? Like, what does it matter? Just saying, like, saying that. Like, I care not even slightly about that, but it seems to be the thing people talk about forever onwards after. Yeah, it's like who won this year? But like, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. Like, it has no effect. The the idea is that hopefully consumers in general win by them giving us good. Great products at a great price, but that's not gonna be the case. Liam, everything has to have a winner and a loser. You know, just like it's just like the console wars. Okay, it's like Xbox is better, PS4 is better. Like who cares? <laughs> They're who all part cares? of the same beast. I know. Like ultimately, the winners are us. Like, yep. and the cheesy as it is to say, we a hundred percent are. Like Xbox Game Pass being on PC, great. Switch. Being able to have stuff like Banjo-Kazooie, which is like a Microsoft property, is great. Like, it's great. Like, they're trying to impress us. They're in trying to impress us. So we will spend money for them. So ultimately, we win. Another thing I missed out, Cadence, Cadence of Hyrule coming out in two days. Because that's great. So, yeah. Tomorrow, I think we win. Right? Tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tomorrow, thirteenth, right? Remember, yeah. when, oh, or when this comes out? Right, it's already out. Which is technically right now for me. So yeah. it was not that long ago. I feel when E three had a really different tone, where it was primarily for investors and was kind of boring. And then two years ago, they opened it up to the public. But I feel like like something happened after after Spike TV went away. Like the marketing behind this stuff just seems to have taken a step up. And in the past past few years, they've. They've done, like, the Microsoft show was just a reel of trailers. I don't even think they had a host. They occasionally had speakers, but they didn't have, like, if I'm remembering it correctly, they did not have a host opening and closing the show. It was just, they were very, very naked about it being a movie-length presentation of trailers. It's less patronizing than, than the past is, is, I guess, the, the vibe I'm feeling here. It, it, and it's that thing, right? This year was the first year where there was no Sony. There was literally no PlayStation whatsoever. Uh, and everybody forgot about that. And yet most of them were we video conferences as well. Yeah. Most were video conferences and it didn't seem really to change anything. And it still turned out all right. So I, I think... Yeah, it was 2014 when Nintendo Direct started doing the videos. I saw a lot of weird... I saw a lot of game reporters having existential crises over why they needed to be at E3 when the show seemed to be going more to a place that people participated to at home. And yet, we're fully there. It is fully crossed over into that territory. E3 is open to the general public. It's a $200 ticket. Other than that, you can watch it at home and you're fine. You're not missing anything out on going over there. It's now tailored for you, the consumer. It's a trade show. At the end of the day, it's a trade show. It's to show you what they're making so you will buy it. You guys want to switch modes for a couple really quick questions? Because we don't got a lot of time. We got like seven minutes <laughs> to do questions. Yeah. yeah let's... If you want to send in questions, comments, suggestions, or concerns, do it to dadandsonspodcast@gmail.com. First up, we have Aaron S. asking us a fun question. Back in junior high school slash high school, what were some old-ass free obscure online MMOs or multiplayer games you played with your friends that no one since has known or heard of? Oh, okay. I was about to say RuneScape. Um, 
This this was a golden era for that though. If you think a little harder, you'll remember that there were weird mods like happening around that time. Stuff that I think not a lot of people remember. That I did Indulgen was the specialist for Half Life, but but free MMO stuff. I haven't heard anyone talk about Flife since then. Fly for free or is it Fly yeah, for fun? That. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't great, but but that's what like the cutesy weeb friends <laughs> I, I... lunch table were playing. Every free MMO that you can think of around that time, I have played. Oh, my word. Yeah, I have played. I have played <laughs> at least, like, halfway through the levels just to try to see if I like it. I played I don't know. I used play. to play... I used to play Bleach Online. Oh! Whoa, I didn't play that one. I stayed away. Because I was obsessed with Bleach. Wow, oh, that's, that's, that's so, a lot of Bush administration memories flowing back to me. Yeah, I played a lot of Bleach Online, or like a very early version of that. It was bad then. I don't know what it's like now. I'm looking Maybe at it. It's, it's, it's a turn-based strategy combat here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just like yeah, a lot of... It, yeah. Doesn't, yeah. it doesn't look too appealing. Woo. Yeah, it was not great. But I was obsessed with Bleach. Do we have so. fond memories for these things? Because I'm thinking back to my time in Fliff, and I remember more for the social friend chat yeah. room than I do for the game. I've, like I don't remember any I have of that. Fond game. memories of like my my time, like being a fan of Bleach and talking in forums and playing this game because it was Bleach, but not the game itself. I remember the chat bubbles more than I do the rest of the game's interface. Holy shit! Like it's like the rest of it's blurry, but the chat bubbles. I remember how they look. I played a little bit of Latale, which is like another 2D MMO because I really liked Maple Story, Dragon Fighter Online, also. You know, I dabbled Dragon in a lot of stuff. Online. A lot of creativity to come up with that name. Latale. Oh my God! How do I pronounce this next guy's name? Jehuquidi. Jehuquidi asks. It's often the case that players are able to break a game rather than the developers. History has showed many cases where player-found techniques change the way a game can be played, like bunny hopping, the infinite repository of techniques in Smash Melee, such as wave dashing, and the ways speedrunners complete games in impossible times. So, Dads, do you have any favorite techniques like these? Practice any of them? Uh, Warframe had one with the dashing. Oh, yeah, yeah like the super jump thing? Yeah. Where you could, like, arrow dart across the sky or something? But my all-time favorite will always be my favorite is Gears of War wall bouncing. Oh that yeah, you've talked about that a lot. It's amazing. I you never feel as good as doing like a triple wall bounce into a shotgun blast into someone's stomach. Oh my god. You, you just, mm, my gosh. <laughs> um yeah, that's my favorite. <laughs> uh I don't know if it's much of a like cheat. I didn't I didn't really use like techniques like this, but in Mario Kart Wii, you could always uh, speed boost by doing wheelies on a motorbike. Oh yeah, yeah. So you could hold up on the D-pad, and you could always keep wheeling, like doing a front, a back wheelie, in on Mario Kart Wii, and then you could like power slide out of it, and you would always be getting just insane acceleration speed, but you could barely turn, so you had to like move in complete straight arrows and always know exactly where you were going. I enjoyed doing that. That was cool. Uh, mine's right there in the namesake, Super Bunny Hop. I really, I, I really got into to Quake Three and then Quake Live when I was growing up, and so I just habitually tap spacebar. Uh, the Titanfall. There's me thinking you were a BMXer. 
<laughs> the Titanfall games have, have taken up that mantle since then for a little while, but really the one that I totally haven't picked up since then and doubt a lot of people remember is how in, when I was a kid I would speedrun Ocarina of Time by lifting the cartridge out of the slot a little bit, which would cause Link to glitch out and disappear in his collision to turn off and a bunch of green triangles to appear above the ground. <laughs> So it looked like he was tunneling his way underneath the blocks. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh god, I have to pee. I'll be right back.